into the 20, 33 games in 20 days. There's footy every single day. It's heaps of fun. We're just going to do our usual, go through me and the boys. We're going to go through what happened during the week, what's happening in the upcoming week, and we're going to have a little review on North Melbourne. Let's get into it. So, boys, how are we? Ah, uh, good. Yourself? Oh, oh, lockdown, can't wait. Team ruined my weekend, but that's alright. Yes. So, want to get stuck into it? Wanna? Uh, yeah. Just dive straight into it, Maddie. You want to lead us through the review? Uh, the review? Uh, review and moment of the week of last week's game. So... The Thursday night to kick the third, these three consecutive games was Richmond versus the Western Bulldogs. What happened in the game? So that, that's my one. Okay. I think we. I, I, I did. This game just shows how much, how up and down the AFL is at the moment. Like you had Richmond, who had such a poor game the week before, and then Bulldogs had such a great game, and then you just get. Richmond, they just they brought back their style of play, that dynamic movement through the middle. You know, they they did like the week before. I think they were kicking down the line more, but this time they'll bring the old Richmond back, the Premiership Richmond, and the Bulldogs just couldn't keep up. And yeah, they got the win. Yeah, the Dogs played really poor. Yeah, especially when Richmond had these key outs. Yeah, it's yeah, you're it's, not you're not sure what to uh, expect from. The Bulldogs. One week, one week they could beat a team by fifty points, and the next week they could lose by eighty. It's 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 up and down with them right now, and they need to find some rhythm that keeps them either either winning, or well, they want to be winning, or but yeah, they need to find some rhythm that will just keep them on that winning path. I agree, I agree. Because that performance on Thursday night was pathetic. It was really, really bad. They need to make up for it tonight when they play Port Adelaide. Because Port Adelaide are a good team. They're up on top. They're playing well. So they need to... They, they need to... Recap. They need to recuperate, refocus from that shambolic performance on the weekend. I guess. <laughs> uh, Thursday yeah. night footy. Uh, Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Um, okay. You want to take us through that game? Who's that? Me? Ah, uh, yeah. It's Maddie. Maddie. No, it's not me. Oh, it's me. Sorry, sorry. Okay. And what game is it again? Sorry, I lost track. Port Adelaide versus Melbourne. Oh, uh, this yeah. was a dismal performance from North from Melbourne. Absolutely dismal. Okay, I I'm, I think it's just you know I think we're just winning there expecting Port Adelaide to win. Melbourne just having some year. They're not performing well at all. Ad- Port Adelaide. I'm not going to say, but other people are saying Premiership contenders, but I just don't think they will get there. But I I think we're I think we the end result. Um, Backed on what we expected from the start, and the um, the, the power had a really good win. Melbourne played really poor. I think that's what we were expecting, anyway. People were thinking last year, you know, 
Melbourne will get back on top and yeah, start competing. I thought otherwise, and I thought they'd end up at the bottom. And so far, they are not playing well. That was probably the worst performance I've seen from Melbourne or any team in a very long time. That was just absolutely pathetic. And, yeah, and they need to fix that up because they have a busy schedule. I believe they have Collingwood, and they have an out of form Collingwood in the next. Oh, actually, yeah, you can say whatever you want. There, we yeah, few weeks. So, as well as North Melbourne. So these are they could take advantage to the Collingwood one. They could take advantage to yeah, the Adelaide awesome. one, who they play on Wednesday. So they have Adelaide, North, and Collingwood. Those first two are very winnable games for Melbourne. And then yeah, get back be, to well, we won't beat Melbourne. We'll see. Um, um, Mitch Giordiardi's third game, he kicked three goals during that game, just flicking back, uh, which was obviously from a third game, uh, is, is very good. His dad kicked eight goals in yes, his first game. Yes, eight goals on... Uh, yeah, didn't have a that great of a career though. Following that, but like twenty four games. Hmm. So uh, Friday night footy, the double mat game on Friday. We'll start with the obviously the earlier one, Carlton versus Hawthorne. Matthew, absolutely pathetic game. It from the Blues. It was we dominated from the outs up. We dominated from the very start. We were all over them. It was thirty-one to zero, with like six minutes left in the first. I just wanted to say I walked into the room when it was thirty-seven to twelve when Casbolt kicked that goal. Yeah, and I thought I got my tip right, and then um, watched the rest of the game, and uh, and then Collingwood decided to kick. I mean Hawthorne, sorry, decided to kick um, nine of the next ten goals. And oh, is that so? Okay. Oh, yeah, and um, Hawthorne are not good. I don't understand how we lost to Hawthorne. They are not yeah. good. They blocked. We played too fast, and we they blocked all our outlets off, so we couldn't get the handball. So we couldn't, you know, mark, get the handball off. And they just, we just, we got out coach David Teague, and yeah. Yeah, uh, Jarman MP returned to the side, kicked a goal, which is great to see. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to add, Sam, to the game? No, not really. I mean, it doesn't help that they bring... All, all I would say is Carlton and Carlton. I can't. It doesn't help that they bring in three-time Premiership player Bruce, they bring back MP, they bring back Segler, they bring back O'Brien. So they bring, like, they bring that four big outs back in. Mm. As yeah. their best talent, but learning curve. It's that was experience. They had experience, and yeah. Uh, on to the other Friday night game later uh, of the two Essendon Brisbane. Oh, this was horrendous from Essendon. Three goals, ten, twenty-eight, losing by sixty-three to Brisbane. That was Charlie Cameron kicking four, Neil doing Neil things, and once Brisbane scored, they ran away with it. I think I think um, this game really stresses my point that I don't think I think a lot 
most people agree this, especially the older generation. They do not practice kicking, goal kicking enough. It's just, they can't, I cannot stress that enough, okay? I understand defensive strategy, moving through the middle is very, very big, largely impacted very part of the game. But what's the point of doing that if you can't finish it off at the, at the goal end? I just think coaches need to t- spend more time at training, sh- different spots, shots in front of goal. And I don't think players should be hesitating if they're going to kick it or not, if they're 40 out on a slight angle. You know what I mean? I just think, especially for me, I'm, I'm a forwarder. You know, I've looked up to all the big forwards. That's, yeah. that's they're the players I love. And just to see, you know, all the, especially SNL's atrocious. Three goals, 10. I just could not. You, you want... Not uh, you want to see you want to see him kicking uh, bags like they used to. I, I'm not, I, look, I'm not saying they need to look the same player every time. I'm saying when you do have a set shot, I'm not saying you can kick. You've got to kick it every time, but you've got to be more accurate. And the more you practice, the better you get. Just like everything, mm. I think I mean, they need to spend more time of training. It doesn't help that people are kind of a slight angle twenty out and they're snapping it. Exactly, but what I see there. I don't mind people snapping the ball because I, I also do it if you, you know. But the thing I hate when it, is when they go for a drop punt and yeah. they turn on the side. You're not prepared for it. You haven't lined up anything. You're just out of nowhere and just hoping for the best. I've seen a few plays. I think Rankin did it when he had a shot for the last week against the Dogs. He was going for a drop punt, then he changed last second. And that's yeah. hard to keep. But I just think, yeah. I'm not saying the plays are bad kicks. I'm just saying they're not. it's not practice enough at training. Yeah. All right, moving on. Saturdays. North Melbourne ending their six-game winless run against a pathetic Adelaide Crows. North Melbourne winning 119-50, to 50, winning by 69 points. Uh, yeah, it's not much in this game. Um, the North, was they dominated uh, the whole thing, apart from Adelaide mounting... This probably the smallest of comebacks, really. Um, but the big moment to take out of the game was uh, Majak Dawes returning and kicking a uh, goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was they obviously they uh, put him forward and he got a goal. A uh, big big moment. Um, team means uh, what what he went through. Um, but uh, it's, it's great to have him back. It's great. Great story, great just story about, you know, people and what people can do, you know? Yeah. Overall, he had a decent, he had an all right game. Was it 10 disposals? Yep. So he played all right. Yeah. Uh, match high, three goals. Cam Zerha, Luke McDonald got 35 disposals. Um... But yeah, there's there's not much um that uh the the kangaroos will go away obviously without win happy. Um but Adelaide will go away and they really need they really need to find some something to to just stop this and everything. 'Cause it's it's not it's not a good look. They're Yeah. Like we we thought they were bad, like last season, and they weren't doing well last season, but this season it's just a whole lot worse. Yeah. 
Uh, on to the next game of the Saturday. St Kilda uh, Sydney. Yes, yeah, St Kilda Sydney. Um, it was it was tight in the first half, uh, but then just the Saints just stole it and they just ran with it uh, for the whole game. Although Luke Parker put up a valiant effort, led disposals with uh, twenty seven. Uh, dis- uh, led disposals with twenty seven. Uh, Nick Hind, um, Max King, and Tom McCartan all kicked three goals, and they just. The Saints, we said they needed to prove themselves to be uh, contenders uh, against Port Adelaide, and they ha- they did do that, and they've done more. Although although I mean, it's Sydney, it is against the Sydney without Peeny, your Franklin, your Kennedys. Yes, but so it's a wounded wounded Sydney, walking wounded. Yeah, um, but that's the margin that you see good teams beat teams that are struggling by too. So you know it's it's proving they they're proven to have, that that they're gonna make uh, an impact this year, and they want to make an impact. So especially with all their such prize recruits. I have uh, a question. Yes. I asked this a few weeks ago. Are they pretenders or contenders? Well, uh, for me, they're pre- contenders. Uh, contenders now. Yep. Yeah. I said. I I'm not saying I'll say pretenders still because I'm saying they could if everyone has an injury. You know, they know what's happening with injuries. But I'm just saying too inconsistent. Look, look, they'll beat Richmond, they'll beat Carlton, they'll lose to Fremantle. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just inconsistency. They need to work on. Um. Uh, just before we move on, uh, St Kilda, uh, obviously they had a massive haul, draft haul this year, uh, trade haul, draft, uh, not draft, sorry, um, but they they actually got, apparently, they've said, they've come out and said that they've got more money to spend, and that they sh- we should expect them to do, uh, repeat a similar, similar feat um, this year again. This, they're going to be, if that happens, they're going to be... Unstoppable. Yeah, they're building Conscious a really good weakness. team. I reckon Brett Ratton is their weakness. I think he's a good coach. I would know he was at Carlton. Really? He's all right. I I, I think um I think he's doing all right. I, yeah, I think he's I think he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah, but we'll just see. I guess. Uh, on to the Eagles Cats game. You want to take us through that, Maddie? Oh, this was a very good game. A cl- nice, tight, close game where the Eagles won by nine in the end. It I... was Geelong led early, but it was it was always tight. It was always a very tight game, and. Geelong's biggest lead was about 22 points, I think. But West Coast pulled it back and, yeah, probably a thoroughly deserved win. Yeah, Josh Kennedy flying through the ranks of the Coleman. I believe he's leading possibly now. Oh, uh, he kicked four. Yes, after his recent uh, hauls um, in recent games. So he's And the Eagles are now four in a row. 
So, no, five in a row. That was their fifth win in a row. So, they are doing well. They're they Start season, but yeah, they, they've turned that around. Uh, GWS yeah. versus Gold Coast. Um, Sam. Okay. Do you want to break down the game for us? Honestly, I didn't watch it, but I did watch the highlights. Well, Toby Green did go down early with her. Yeah, no, that's the big thing. Well, to me, this uh, I this game isn't too. Yeah, this game isn't too interesting for me, but, like, um, I think, to me, this is the battle of the two new clubs, obviously. Never going to get the big crowds, but, um, let me get this up, okay, see, all right. Well, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer game, because Gold Coast had them performing, you know, reasonably average, and even though, you know, I just thought... Gold Coast, I thought Gold Coast's forward line would do all right, but they scored 35, so that's not too too special. But all GWS, they just played their game. They've been winning lately. Um, and Gold Coast just couldn't keep up with them, even running-wise. GWS just ran all over them. Yeah. yeah. Lucky Whitfield had a great game. I think he had like 140-something super coach points. And, and that's... Inexperienced, also inexperienced. But at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. Um. The the new coach couldn't help him get over the line. Matt Rowell. Uh, they yeah, brought him in as a as a coach after he injured himself. Uh. Uh. Pat his shoulder. They don't want to put him into play, so he's now a coach for them. Uh, which is good. You know, get some coaching time in, in early in his career. He could become to be a good coach one day. Uh, from, not from um, stats, probably from my knowledge, just a guess. I believe he is the youngest to have ever played and coached and the first to ever play and coach in, the in same a single year. season. Yes. Um, except back when there were player coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on to the last game. Of oh, this week. is a very good game. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yes, Collingwood vs Dockers. It was a good game. Oh. I didn't enjoy it, though. Obviously, Collingwood didn't get the goods. Uh, we, it took a while for both teams to hit the scoreboard. I was oh, only 14 minutes. Yeah, only one goal kicked in the first quarter, which uh, Collingwood led by eight at the end of it. Uh, most of the second quarter, uh, they led most of the second quarter. Then the Dockers uh, took it, had a bit of up and down with it. Collingwood... Came, uh, came back and stole the lead, leading uh, at the end of the third. Uh, got to the fourth, and then, um, uh, then Dockers just got it and just um, ended up winning uh, by uh, twelve points after David Mundy goal after the siren. Maybe, maybe there's two reasons why Collingwood did lose, or maybe three. The, the first reason. I'm probably going to get, like, a little bit... The umpires were really, really, really bad. My my conspiracy theory is the AFL are telling the umpires they want to make money because the more the bigger, the more free I win, the bigger crowds they're going to get, the more money they're going to make. That's just a conspiracy theory. And there's two reasons... Okay, yeah, the umpires... But the other thing is, for Collingwood, was basics, fundamentals. We could not hit any targets. I just... We could not kick straight at all. Missed every target. I can't, I can't 
And hospital handballs. Efficiency you know, inside 50. 47 for Fremantle, 30 for Collingwood. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's just like it's just lack of basics. I just can't... I couldn't comprehend... I mean, Grundy did dominate the hit-outs. Like always. Mm. So... I mean, it was just... you got to blame Grundy for it sometimes, too, because... Near the end of the game, I remember it was a throw-in. On like there was like thirty seconds left, and it was on the in the last quarter, and it was on the Frio's um fifty. Grundy won the tap, but he just tapped it to a Frio player. Yeah, sometimes um, it's just really whoever reads the ball best. Ah, uh, yeah, the free kicks seventeen to nine. So Good. you guys always get free kicks. Stuff you guys. Um, anyway, let's quickly, now, let's quickly, there's a game on tonight, games during the week, let's quickly go through our predictions. There's buy, There's a buy for Carlton, Hawthorne, Fremantle and West Coast. Uh, before we do so the predictions, we'll do the teams for tonight. Oh, yep, teams Just quickly. For Adelaide versus the Western. Uh, yeah, both teams, um... Bringing in Adelaide. young players. Uh, Boyd Woodcock, Trent McKenzie are uh, the ins for Port Adelaide, although the loss of Brad Ebert and Jared uh, Liniet. Uh, Cody Waitman, Josh Dunkley, and Rocky Smith are uh, in for Billy Gowers, Jackson Trengrove, Matthew Suckling. Uh, Boyd Woodcock will play his first game, uh, where Ed Richards will play his 50th. So. Yeah. Uh, that's just, yeah. On to the predictions now, I guess. Um, tonight's game, what do you think will happen? Uh, I think Port. Think Port? Um, I'll go with Port, yeah. Yeah, uh, we have lost Sam, uh, so... Oh, no, he's, he's, he's back, Sam. Uh, we're on to predictions now. Who have you got for tonight's game? Tonight, Port Adelaide versus the Dogs. Okay. I tip Port. Yep. Right. By 21 points. Yep. Oh, I think I had a similar margin, Sam. Uh, then I got Richmond. Richmond for... I'm going Brisbane. Oh, have I? Is it... Hang on. I must have... Hang on. Oh, I've got last week's uh, tips up, I think. And I'm just... Hang on, this is a bit unorganised. Uh, hang on. Okay, Brisbane. Brisbane versus Brisbane. Yeah, alright, Brisbane. Sam? Yeah, I said Brisbane. Richmond? Richmond versus Richmond. Richmond will beat Richmond. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to get... You know, just, it, it's this... Season, you never know what's going to happen. So I'm just trying to get my tips and try and get mm. you know. The wrong North Melbourne. That yes, cool. that one I think is pretty uh, easy. Adelaide versus Melbourne. Oh, I've got no, Melbourne. I've got Melbourne on Adelaide versus Melbourne. Adelaide might win that. I said Adelaide. Oh, you said Adelaide. I said Adelaide. I've got Melbourne. Uh, Collingwood, Sydney. 
I said Sydney. Sydney. You're going to go... That's Yeah. You can't... The Battle of the Kings after uh, on Thursday night too. Uh, Gold Coast had St Kilda. St Kilda. Yeah, St Kilda. Uh, and then Friday, GW, uh, GWS versus Essendon. I've gone GWS. with yeah, GWS. And then obviously the buyers, as Matthew stated uh, earlier, Carlton, Hawthorne, Dockers, Eagles. Um, now. Let's get started on this week's review. Uh, we did our last one on Adelaide. Uh, this week's is on North Melbourne. Um, uh, they're sitting... Uh, North Melbourne are currently sitting 17th. Uh, no, with, they're not 17th. Oh, they're sorry. 15th. 15th. Fifth, yes. Because of the weekend. Yes, true. Um, uh, 15th uh, with three wins, six losses... Uh, we'll start like we did last week with the draft. Oh, well, uh, they're 14th, actually. Oh, they're 14th. Yeah, they got, they got a huge percentage boost. Oh. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Because, obviously, um, Melbourne not having played their game due to... Uh, COVID, uh, because of a false COVID positive, or however you want to put that. Anyway, um, let's start with the draft. North Melbourne have two first-round picks, uh, second-round pick, two fourth-round picks, one fifth-round pick. And um, we have identified uh, that they need a young Ruckman. Now, although they have a, a great player, Todd Goldstein, uh, he's 32. He said he's aiming for 300 games. or uh, uh, He's only at 250, so they could get another couple of seasons out of him. But where the injury stops him from that, obviously, is a big part of that. Uh, so they could get a few years out of him. Um, uh, so uh, they... Hang on, I've lost it. Okay, so they want to get a young Ruckman in early, obviously, this season. Because they have maybe a season to develop with uh, Todd, Goldstein, uh, Todd Goldstein's help. Ruckman um, do take a yeah, only problem is there's no genuine ruckman like players that are designed, you know, that and that's their Todd prime Luck. position. Uh, <laughs> like Luke Jackson, obviously last year's draft. Uh, so the, the closest we could find was uh, Riley Thilthorpe, uh, who is who we already talked about last week for Adelaide. Uh, but if you didn't listen, uh, we'll just give you a quick uh rundown. Uh, he's a hundred ninety nine centimeter. Player. He can go forward and kick goals too, which they may need uh, if they lose Ben Brown. Uh, he's Torrens University, South Australia under-18s coach Tony Bamford, said he's your modern-style AFL ruckman who can rake up to like 25 disposals. And he's also apparently freakishly quick, uh, which is always good because um, sometimes, uh, you know, ruckmen obviously having the bigger bodies aren't always the quickest. Um, we also, uh, identified that they may need a key defender, uh, like a tall key defender, um, uh, and we found, uh, Denver Granger Barris, uh, he's looking like a good option, he's project- projected anywhere between three, pick three to fifteen, 
and obviously if they get they'll they have two early draft picks, and they're most likely going to finish low on the ladder. They're gonna they, obviously in one of the most uh best in one in the be, in one of the best spots, to have a shot at getting him. Uh, some of his strengths uh include intercept marking, one on one different defense, and uh his athleticism. Uh, that's about it for the draft, Maddie. Uh, which players do North have special rights to? Oh, they have they have a few. So North Melbourne have a few that they can get. They have, do have special rights to. They have their names are one of them is Sam Collins, who plays in deep, who's a defender, who can do all the who can spoil tackle. You know. Everything you need in a hard-hitting defender. Jackson Keller is known for being a very good mark, so that's very important. Davis is a midfielder who's still developing. Oliver Davis, because obviously... Oliver Davis, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, he, he, is good. he can read the ball during stoppages and he knows how to control the middle. Patrick Walker is a winger who... Wingers are quite hard to find nowadays, so wingers are they're quite good and important. He's a long kick and accurate. So these players are kind of what teams need for the future. Uh, thanks. Now, Sam, North are currently in the perfect position to make a rebuild. Uh, as half their list are out of contract, can you give us some of the the big name players that are out of contract for the? Um, for the Kangas. Well, yeah, North have a lot of players that we know have um, better players out, which include obviously the main one who is most likely to be traded and got dropped last week, Star Ford, Ben Brown. They've also got players like Aiden Bonner, Curtis Taylor, Taylor Gardner, Jasper Peter, Jed Anderson, Majak Gore, who didn't do alright on the weekend, and Mason Wood. So they most likely, the club will resign them, all except for Ben Brown, who we said last week. With the Adelaide review, we think he'll move clubs, and I personally thought he'd go. I personally did not go to Essendon. Um, now the free agency period, a lot of people, like Asky said, they've got a lot of players out of contract. And free during the free agency period, they will, they will want to pick up some players, and some options could be to pick up veterans, particularly so some experience, like some Hawks players that uh, at their last few years, last couple of years, like Paul Abo, um James Forley, I don't like him because he was, he was giving um, some bumps to Cox. James Forley um, and Ricky Henderson, another key defender, who could all be on the way out. So they could be good to teach the younger kids, the younger the younger players that are rising up a bit too. So they'll also have to pick up a Ruffin, um, which is probably the hottest position this year's trade period, as most teams are struggling to keep them injury-free because, you know, their bodies are taller. They're harder to cooperate with. And they also need, like um, Maddie mentioned before, like Riley Philthorpe, or Bassie, sorry, may play the ball to keep forward during his career, but he can also be into. So some more good options would be to get, like, uh, Braden Pruce from Melbourne, because um, they already have gone. Maybe draft with Jackson last year, and they could get Callum... Colin Jones, as Richmond, do have a build-up in Ruffman with Nan Curvis, Soldo, and Chole. Well, I've just been a Supercoach team, because he's been performing well lately. 
So they're all waiting in line. So if they can pick some of the sorry, if they can pray him out, he'll be a he'll be a steal. He'll be a good he'll be a good option. So yeah, he said to. He said to have some good athleticism. That's why Richmond wanted to re-sign him. Uh, Braden Proust, uh, we are aware that he did come from North Melbourne. Uh, but, you know, if he's not playing, I mean, he might always want to come back. Initially, he didn't want to leave. He said he didn't have intentions to leave. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's about it for uh, our North Melbourne review. Um. Uh, we'll go switch over to our super coach, uh, Sam. You want to... Draft? Uh, we already covered the draft. Without me. What draft? Oh, no, no. No, the draft, you guys. I asked you guys, because there's been a lot of debate lately. I asked you guys to... Oh, yes. Um, Sorry. forgot about this part. Redo, redo your 2018 draft. So it doesn't have to be the specific top 10. Just you think your top ten from that draft class. Um, one of you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, so uh, uh, the original list in the twenty eighteen draft: Sam Walsh first, Lacocious second, Rankin third, Max King fourth, Conrosy fifth, Ben King sixth. Bailey Smith, 7th, Taron Thomas, 8th, Chase Jones, 9, and Mick Blakey, 10. Now, Bassey, what did you make yours? What was yours? Uh, yeah, I changed mine up. Uh, I've kept Walsh and the Cocious in at number 1 and number 2. Uh, but I've moved uh, Bailey Smith up. He's playing well for the Bulldogs up to 3rd, uh, followed by Rosie. Uh, then Ben King and Max King. Uh, then i got Rankin in there. Uh, and then Butters, Quainer, and Dersma, um, all obviously uh, coming in for Blakey, Thomas, and Jones, who were all in the um, in the top ten originally. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Chase Jones he played uh, well in his first year, but this year he's kind of dropped off, and he doesn't look like he really he need he looks like he needs some other. Uh, assistance from other players, if you know what I mean. Like, players to step up. But, yeah, that's why he's out. I haven't seen much of Thomas. Uh, so, that's kind of why, uh, obviously, he made way. And um, and then I've got, obviously, Dersma, uh, Butters, you know, Blakey, sorry. Um, uh, because uh, just the way Zach Butters has played for Port has been so, so helpful to them, you know? Yeah. Same with, uh, like, same with Rosie and Dersma, plus, obviously, Mitch Giordiades came in uh, for this year. They're all playing, their young players are playing so well for them, plus, obviously, with their older players playing well, it just makes it perfect, obviously, with Charlie Dixon, uh, all their, their midfield broken, all that. They're just, you know, it just makes almost the perfectly balanced team. Yeah. Okay, um, so my top three is the same as Bassie. I originally had Rankin instead of Bailey Smith at third, but Bailey Smith has been performing pretty well at this. I said Sam Walsh, Lacocious, and Bailey Smith is my top three. And four have been the King, Ben King, and Bassie. I think they've been performing pretty well 
six, that's a corner I see. We know it would be a really neat big gun for Burnley. And at was that at six, I said Isaac Quainall just came back into the team with the pies and has been performing incredibly well. I think he's got a spot in the team and might stay there for a while. Um, in seventh, wait, how much have I said? Sorry, two, four, six, seven, sorry, eight, sorry. Uh, I said Dersma, as Basti said. Um, uh, I think he's been a gun for the Kangas and um, first goal. No, he's he's always, he's been performing well since he first got there. Oh, at number eight, I said, at number nine, sorry, probably my favorite, most exciting, <laughs> um, the most, my probably the most exciting player. Yeah, Supercoach, on to Supercoach now. Uh, so, obviously with the bye, uh, they've changed up Supercoach scoring. Uh, top, best 18, sorry, um, which includes emergencies. So your best, whoever, uh, whichever players score the most out of your uh, 18 player, uh, your players on field and your emergencies um, uh, get the points for you. Um, but... Uh, before we have a look at who we traded, what were your scores from round nine? Um, I got um, 1,754 or something like that. I can't exactly remember. Um, with a few injuries, still trying to fix them up. A bit better than last round. I'm just still getting my... I think I've got most of my injuries out. And my project score for this round is 1,508 with the bye. But, yeah, um, how are you guys? Uh, I got uh two thousand two hundred and thirty. So my I'm currently flying. Uh, though I am prepared to run into a brick roll brick wall, uh because it's by I have I had five Carlton players in. I've been genuinely adding more because uh obviously um with Matthew here he he I ask him about players and he tells me about the Carlton players the young good players and they are good. Uh, just not good for my super coach when it comes to buy round. So, I've currently... I had about six Carlton plays at the start of the year, and then I lured you to put in some Carlton plays, because now I only have three. See, the mind games work. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I've I currently mean, got three players on my bench that can score. Uh, one in Will Gold, who, who hasn't been playing. So that's not helpful for me. Uh, my three trades, I took out uh, Hamish... Uh, not Hamish, sorry. Andrew Brayshaw. Uh, brought in Dustin Martin. Obviously, he's been upping his value and he's gotten me to the to position where I can afford Dusty. Uh, took out Caleb Sarong. I uh, brought in Carl Lehman. And then I removed also Mark Pitney. I uh, brought in Noel Bolter. Oh, yeah, Bolter, yeah. Uh, um, I did all right. At one point, my score was projected to be 2,075. It ended up being 1,964. So that's my highest score by a mile this year. And I've done my trades already. Um... These guys, everyone keeps saying I need a Ruckman. So I've brought in a Ruckman in Brody Grundy, taking out Mark Pitney. But to do that, I had to get rid of Sam Walsh, which I brought in Tom Hurd just as a little backup because he was the only one I could afford. Because I also, this was a very complex six-team trade, six-team way trade, whatever you want to call it, trade. Trade and I brought Corey as well, but I had to bring a defender in, so I brought in Nick Haynes. So they are some very good addition. Grundy and Haynes are really good additions to my team, especially when um, Core was doing all right for me. Walsh had two was playing well, then he had a really bad week, and Pitney has just been underperforming. So, the only worry I have is I have uh, about, I have one, two, three, I have four Brisbane players. Yeah. And all of them have been playing well. Zach Bailey's been playing really well. Mm. Lockie Neal, Harris Andrews, and Startovich has been playing all right. Oh, and Charlie Cameron. Yes. So, five actually. So, that might be it. Come a worry, but for now, well, you're safe. Yep. Um, so for me, in my trades, I brought in Travis Boak from Paddy Cripps because of the buy. Yep. And Boak's really consistent. So I think over 90 or over 100, most preferably, for me, I'll be alright. I also brought in um, Chole from Richmond for Mark Pinnett. Because he has been underperforming. Chol over the past couple of games been going over 80. That's all right. And I've also brought in... What is this? I've brought in Braden Sire for um, Tyler Brown, who hasn't been playing over the past few games. So Braden Sire did, all, did not too bad. It's Frio. And I've also obviously been swapping out my bench, my better players on my bench to try... Because since they won't be scored, so... Yeah, how about you, Bass? Have you said? Uh, yeah, coming, um, problem with uh, having injuries, you got to make sure you get rid of your injuries all before the buy round because then you've got all these players from the buy round take out and all your injuries and everything. It just gets chaotic, really. Um, uh, that's about it from us here at uh, 
Kids Talk Footy. Uh, it's been great. It's been great fun filming this, recording this. Um, hopefully, uh, you tune in um, next next week. Uh, we will, yes, but we're going to record it Saturday. Uh, just tune in. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram too uh, and Facebook as well. There we. In the uh, description of this, uh, of um, on on, there'll be just in the description of the podcast, uh, for you, um, so it's easy to get to. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, uh it's been great fun. Uh, make sure, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, hopefully tune in next week. See ya.